Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. Not only are we excited you've joined us, but you're going to be excited that you've joined us because today we're talking about the sensational show that's been showing in Australia called Space Invaders. Actually, I should introduce my co-host, <laughs> Kirst. <laughs> I just uh, got yeah. so excited. Well, that's because I'm nowhere near as exciting as our guest, Sarah Cotman. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. Sarah is the professional organiser behind Peter Walsh. Sarah, introduce yourself. Tell us, tell us what you do on Space Invaders because our community is obsessed with this show and you're actually like one of the team that make it happen. Well, um, I'm obsessed with the show too, <laughs> completely and utterly, uh, for lots of reasons. So behind the scenes organiser, uh, starting from as we're preparing uh, to actually film right up until actually after we've filmed, so, and everything in between. And I go out once there's been a family cast, go out and interview them, have a look around, see what we can do, uh, have various discussions, which I'll get into as, as soon as you ask the right questions. I will <laughs> give you, I'll, I'll try and give you the right answers. Um, and the planning for it, uh, planning with, with Cherie, with Lucas, with Peter, um, and right up until we start doing the, the really heavy hands-on work, which is um, pretty serious. Mm. How long have you been organising, Sarah? Just give us a bit of context for how long you've been a professional organiser. So I started my business in 2006 and like a lot of other professional organisers have been thinking about it for at least 10 years. <laughs> um, I really didn't think that I was good enough because I had to learn how to get organised for myself. I have ADHD, happy to talk about ADHD, uh, in a family of uh, ADHDers and the thinking about being a professional organiser uh, took a long time. As soon as I've made that decision, it was everything felt like it was happening at, at double speed. And you have previously worked with Peter Walsh on the living room. So this is not a new experience for you, is it? So it's a different context. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I do say that with all seriousness on my face, working with Peter for uh, nearly nine years now. So, yes, uh, behind the scenes on the living room for eight seasons um, and I did a couple of things with him before which really sadly he doesn't remember but were, you know, <laughs> it was very very important to me. Come on Peter! <laughs> how did you get connected with Peter Walsh? Like how did that relationship start other than him not remembering? Um, other than him yeah just totally discounting any <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm not. Um, so originally uh, the living room reached out to me 
um, and asked whether I'd like to be involved. And that was, um, I have to say, a huge thrill. Um, of course. I, you know, I had to think about it for about 0.02 of a nanosecond before <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that was uh, halfway through season one, I believe, of The Living Room. And my role just got bigger and bigger with that and working very closely with, with Peter. And I think what I'd like to say straight off the bat about Peter is what you see on television is what you get in real life. And he is, and I'm talking as a professional organiser, knowing um, that professional organisers will be listening, he is a professional organiser. So this mm. is not just for TV. He's an incredible communicator. I don't want to say too many nice things, but he's an incredible <laughs> communicator. <laughs> And um, that's one of the things that I really, really appreciate about him. When he um, came to Sydney, when he was just about to, when you were, when you, the Space Invaders hadn't been announced, but he had come in and he was in his two weeks quarantine. We spent um, about an hour, hour and a half with Peter on a Zoom meeting and recorded a podcast episode. And he's just the loveliest guy. He made us laugh. We got to meet his family like via Zoom time and like it was he's just yeah. delightful we really appreciate that um about him and are a little bit jealous that you have such a great <laughs> relationship with him <laughs> so am I and I'm working with him <laughs> um his sense of humor is great and it's um I mean obviously he can be serious and we do need to be very serious on set because we're like us walking into clients homes we are dealing with clients things so yes. it, it, it's and we're very genuine about the approach that we take and making sure that the options that we provide and we discuss in the planning phase are going to suit the homeowners, not just for TV, and it has to be beautiful for TV, of course mm. it does, but not just for that, but the long term. And I, I guess that's a, an area that I feel very, very strongly about. So the solutions that we put in place for the family, they have to look good on television. Of course, they have to look good. I guess my big thing is that I want those solutions to work long-term for the families, long-term for the homeowners, so that it's not just for TV. It, mm -hmm. They're actually getting organised and, and decluttered. And obviously the decluttering side of things goes a lot more quickly than it would for us as professional organisers, <laughs> a, a lot more quickly. Um, but it is a different setup, of course. So. Mm the, the um, interviewing process is different from what we would have as organisers. So, yeah, long-term solutions is um, a very big deal for me as being the behind-the-scenes organiser on the show. Sarah, we have known you for a few years now and we love your heart and we, we see your heart and we love being <laughs> in you. this industry with you. Um, and so, yeah, like, can you share? That's why we wanted you on the show because okay. we uh, were so excited that you are behind the scenes and that's why we wanted you on the podcast because we know that looking at other other home organising shows, um, people have always been questioning us in our Facebook community oh, um, yeah. and through our various channels, like, but what does it look like behind the scenes? And so we were so excited that we could get you on because we knew that you would be able to give us some behind the scenes, like what actually happens. So can you step us through the process of what you've been doing? Okay, firstly, it can be quite terrifying. 
Are you Sounds still so professional organizing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about um, what to say about behind the scenes, as in it, what's the picture that, that we can give? Because for people listening who are organisers, I think we have that understanding that there are gaps that we see as organisers on shows like this, although this one, of course, is spectacular because I believe it does tell uh, the story of, of what yes. happens. Um, and the gaps that we don't see are the bits that as organisers we know it's not mundane, but it can be slow and laborious. And it's not TV-worthy. Like it's not going to sell a TV show. Uh, no, but some of those conversations are captured. Um, I was thinking about the, the one on Saturday yes. recently that it was a garage and there was an enormous amount, the, the volume, the volume of stuff. I was astonished how much stuff, and I've been an organiser for a very long time. There was a huge amount of belongings that came out of that garage but we did get to see some of those you know behind the scenes conversations the the conversations that were difficult the conversations for us as organizers um, we do have with those clients but also for the audience of people wanting to get organized they know that they're going to have some difficult conversations and I think that's really important that that is shown because even the interviewing process to make sure that people are going to be comfortable on camera. And it's not about exposing them in a bad way. It absolutely isn't. It's about showing what happens in that process. And I think for people that want to get organised, they know that those conversations are going to happen and they know that it's going to take a long time. So it's not just we take everything out oh, wow, isn't that fantastic? And then we put it all back in and we don't show how we put it back in. We just know that it looks pretty. I think as audiences, we have the intelligence to understand that there's a lot that goes on in between that. And I think probably the thing that I, I really like, and there are many things, what I really like about working with this production company is they don't want to make the homeowner look silly. It's about telling a really good story mm. and not making, because they're already in a vulnerable position, it's yeah. about not making them vulnerable, but making them um, showing the difficulties of it on camera without, you know, telling telling secrets or telling, yeah. telling stories that would make the homeowners uncomfortable. Without any shame. That's the big thing. And, and again, as organisers, we, we don't want our clients to feel ashamed because no. we go to homes like this so often where the, the homeowners feel so ashamed. But unless you get to a point where you are owning your stuff and whatever that stuff is, and in this case it's it's the number of, the volume of items we have, unless you own that, you can't do anything about it. So mm -hmm. you can, if you can put the shame to one side, and, you know, deal with it later if you need to, but put that shame and just deal with what's right in front of you. And, and that's, I, I really like that about the production company and everybody's the same. And it, you know, it comes down from, from the top um, that, management role of making sure that we look after the homeowner in the same way that we would that I would look after the the client in their own home. I think that's really beautiful that's the and that's great for our industry too Sarah because people yes. see the authenticity of how it works and a lot of our clients are like oh that's I mean we don't have the privilege of being able to hire a massive crew and take it to a hall. Mm. Um, I have been lying in bed at night thinking I wonder if I could cost that out 
because for some <laughs> people that would be amazing, but I'm thinking yes. like we wouldn't get much change of thirty, forty thousand dollars. So <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, so like it's probably not ideal for anyone. Um, but aside from that perspective, it really is the process. It's asking the questions. And as Peter said, actually, on Saturday night's episode, he said, one of the tools we have as a professional organiser is a mirror. And we hold yes. that up to you. And yeah. um, that's something Kirst often talks about on the podcast is that's part, that's why sometimes it's uncomfortable is because we're holding a mirror up to you. Oh, it can be excruciating. And we know it, it may not be that we're struggling with disorganisation, but there will be other areas of our lives where, you know, and I actually do think this often. What, how would I feel? And I, and I feel organised. I am organised. I feel that my home looks organised. But how would I feel if a camera crew suddenly turned up and said, oh, you know, we, we're going to go through, mm. I don't know, your, your lounge room. I would still feel uncomfortable. Mm. Even though I feel at ease in my home, I feel peaceful in my home. That's, it's a huge, um, a huge exposure. And yes. you have to treat that with respect. You have to. And that has, I have really been enjoying watching the show from that honouring, like yeah. that you really do honour and respect. I think like that just comes through. Oh, in, fantastic. In- I'm so glad because that's what actually happens on set. I mean, it, it's, there are times where, you know, there, there's a lot of laughter um, mm. behind the scenes. Um, we've had... Uh, some moments where it hasn't gone according to plan um, but that's okay that's life uh, and it, it is life and and life isn't you know straightforward you don't go from a to z with you know going um consecutively in a, in a straight line we kind of go oh, well I do let me speak from my experience I go round and round in circles at times <laughs> so, and then oh I'll get off that roundabout and, and start moving forward so we do have a lot of fun on set and there are a lot of people there are so many people involved. Tell us about that. Who are they? What kind of? Who are of... they? Where are they? Yeah, what's, what's happening? What's their address? <laughs> That's right. Give us, give, give us all their ABNs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we have management, obviously. So there's uh, there's the management that say, you know, we're going to do this this episode we'll, we'll organize these this family or the this homeowner uh and the details of how to do that you know we we go in and we make the plan i'm looking at what we can possibly do uh what we would need in order to do that and what it's going to look long term in my head um and then we have the practical stuff of <laughs> simply loading the stuff out if you're yes. in a very small space um on, on, on TV in that shows. apartment. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, the apartment. Mm. Gosh, um, I loved that lady. She was beautiful. Oh, she's so gorgeous. Um, but that apartment was small, um, beautiful uh, for, for one or two people living there. But having 30 runners in, you know, yes. running around, yeah, it does get very small. And going up and down the stairs mm-hmm. um, was kind of a big deal. So there's actually a lot of planning that goes into that. Like um, it's just some, something as simple as somebody's at the top of the stairs, somebody's in the middle of the stairs, and somebody's down at the bottom of the stairs. So, you know, you've got somebody, one or two people packing, and then one or two people handing that on, and then that goes down in a chain. Um, 
you couldn't raise your voice there because it was in an apartment block. So we don't want to upset um, the other homeowners there. It's their home. And just because we're making a TV show doesn't mean that we interrupt everybody else's lives. Um, <laughs> and if you, if you mix that in to a normal year, but you, you mix in, but it was a pandemic year, <laughs> it was, was little orgies. So you've got a, a group that you've, they're called runners and they literally run so they will run and do things which is great and I try and I I try and establish that hierarchy at home but there's a lot of rebellion going on but it works <laughs> it works really good people listen to me mostly um so we have people that are running around that are doing the the packing and packing into the truck and making sure I do a lot of pointing and um firm speaking not shouting because that's not ladylike <laughs> um, but you know, put that over there and put these these like items together. So just like we would on a on a normal yeah. job, put like items together, label things so it's very very clear. So that once we get to the sorting hall, it's then easier to unpack. Um, but you mix that in with well, we're also doing a renovation, mm. and we've got people, the trades that are wanting to come in and start off uh, with their renovation, and then you've got the presenters that want to be having a look around and making sure that run, things are running according to the way that they assumed that they were going to run. Um, so the, the volume of people is huge. So you're probably looking at, at any time, up to eight trades that are on site. Mm. Then you've got possibly 12 runners. Then you've got the presenters. You've got me. Uh, we've got the administration uh, people. So there's uh, literally somebody that is directing, you know, this delivery is going to come and we've got to time that in between when this stuff is going to go out. Um, things like when blinds are going to be installed. So there's, there's people that take care of that. And then we've got a, a head runner who most of the time you just see him taking pictures of receipts because he's out <laughs> buying things and then has to do that administration side. So, you know, it would not be out of the question to have between 22 and 26 people easily on site. And that's kind of your average. What about then you've got your film crew and your sound and all of those oh, I guys? About them. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're getting a lighting. You're going to have all of those guys on site. <laughs> so, so we do. Um, there's a there's quite a few people that that we've worked um, together before, which actually makes it feel um, very family and very very team like. Um, and there's one particular cameraman, um, and every time I think about him, I spend my whole life saying sorry to him. His name is Jeff, and so now I, I literally call him Sorry Jeff, and <laughs> I'm Sorry Sarah because I get so task focused. I forget we're making a TV show. So I'll go barging in because this thing needs to be done now. Um, and then, yes, I'll spend the next 10 minutes. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> so, yes, I think I'm an organiser at heart. Um, so you've got two cameramen and you have uh, one or two sound uh, people and you've also got producers there as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a lot of people. The the great thing about this team and what I have enjoyed is not only being part of the team and knowing what I'm doing, but also that everybody else knows what they're doing. And so where people have not worked in this capacity before, it's somewhat easy for them to slot in because people around know what they're doing. And um, it feels like a bit of 
a bit of a dance, you know, one, except for when I bump into people or accidentally lean on lights and they suddenly go on in the middle of, you know, filming, um, which I'd like to say somebody else did. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it's, it's that, that dance that you do and, you know, if somebody says quiet, all of a sudden you've got six people that were in the middle of doing something and they just stand very still and wait and then it starts off again once that filming's mm-hmm. finished. So, yeah, there are a huge amount of people um, involved and it's it's great to be part of it. I really, really enjoy it. Are there other organisers, Sarah, or are you the only professional organiser and the rest are runners? How does that side of it work? Okay, I'm the only organiser and I'm the bossy one. Do you need, <laughs> do you need two more from Melbourne and Sydney? <laughs> they have a great podcast, I've heard. <laughs> really? This is two really cool chicks. You may have heard of them, The Art of Decluttering. <laughs> They're wonderful, wonderful girls. Um, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're so diplomatic. The answer's no, Amy. Stick to your lane. <laughs> um, not, not yet. Oh, hang on. Not that I've heard. Why? What have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting booted for next week and then we're coming on board. Why am I always the last to know? <laughs> Oh gosh! So no, this um, what what we did. Um, so there was a, a coordinator that was on for the first few episodes, um, and basically we we split into two teams. And there's the A team and the B team. I'll let you know what we were. No, <laughs> it's just about where we are. So the one team. Uh, instead of calling them runners, we started to call them packers because it made a lot more sense in conversations when you want to do your shorthand. And then we have runners. So um, the runners stay with at the home that is being renovated and decluttered. And then we've got the team that go out to the sorting hall. So I'm I'm around from start to finish. Um, and... It's usually between four and five days actually being filmed, depending on the size of the job. So what does it look like? You, you mentioned before that you do the interviewing stage. Did you interview more than the people that we get to see? Like were you the person who helped the producers decide who would make the final cut? Or So, yeah, from homeowners write in and then it goes through casting. So there are people that... Um, are looking for specific things and one thing that they're looking for is making sure that the people that are going to be on camera are ready for that because mm. that can be it, it's confronting it, is it yes and it, it it feels a little odd to say but you do actually forget that the cameras are there and that the microphones are on and it, so we do past, that all the time <laughs> Yeah, so do I. Sorry, Jeff. So um, <laughs> they're out there making sure that it's uh, the homeowners are safe to yes, be on Yes, it's like they're wanting to just make sure that this is not going to be a detrimental experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think really as professional organisers, we want to know that. Mm-hmm. So we, we want to know because so many of our clients can be in very vulnerable positions. Um that wouldn't necessarily make for good television. So I come in at the point where uh, casting has been and had a look and a conversation and we get, um, we look at the, the, there are photographs that's sent in, the, there's the blurb that the homeowners have sent in 
uh, about why they would like to be on the show. And there's some video and there are some questions asked on camera uh, when the casting goes out there. So I come in at the point where it's pretty much decided that this, uh, this family or the, these uh, people will be um, more than likely going on television. And it's my role to have a look around, to work in with uh, what can be done from a renovation point of view. And uh, essentially, how much stuff we need to make sure does not come back in. And I'm trying to think of a really eloquent way to put that, um, but the words aren't coming <laughs> right at this moment. But like all homes, we have a limited space that we're working with. So it's not like we're putting an additional room on or anything. It's a limited space. So what can fit into that space and how that will be organised and how that will look on camera as well. And so I'm at the point where we've had casting and then right up until uh, we've finished filming and there are a few bits and pieces left to do. So what does your relationship with the homeowners look like? Like, tell us more details about that because that's what we're really interested in. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. We don't care about the show. We (laughs) want to hear about the real people and how you've interacted with them as a professional (laughs) organiser. So um, one of the difficulties that I have being the person who is not on camera um, organising them is... And I think every professional organiser that's listening will really understand this. It's really hard for me to keep a bit of distance because, you know, I want to get to know what, what's happening with them. And I do get to know quite a bit um, on those initial interviews. So I like to spend a good amount of time with them. I also like to know what's happening in the rest of the space. So it's not just, you know, the one, two or three rooms or areas that we're doing. I want to know what's happening as a whole because then we can get an overview of how they're likely to function at a later date. So that's really important to me. Um, So I find it very difficult to keep my distance because, you know, we all fall in love with our clients, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, And I, I do find that very, very difficult because they're just like our clients. They're also lovely and they've all got stories and, You know, part of why we do what we do is the story behind what's happening for them. And we want to, without diagnosing anything or without um, overstepping any boundaries, we want to make that space function and peaceful and safe for them once all the lights and cameras are gone and once Mm -hmm. we've gone as organisers. So um, and there have been some really, really funny ones. Um, as in funny, hilarious, laughing, not funny, strange. Although, you know. Um, <laughs> so the the lady, uh, her name's Kashmira, yeah. and she did the red. It was yeah, the red, yeah, the red kitchen. kitchen. She's so funny. She's so funny. Um, and she's, she's quite little um, and just an absolute powerhouse. That was really difficult. Um, Jamie, who had the apartment, um, that... It's so easy to get carried away in the moment and then, right, okay, this is this is not my place to be getting so involved mm. in it. I need to back off. It's not my job to get that involved. Um, but it, it's very, very hard. And the lady that's coming up, um, I think it's next week, it's just so, it, it, please watch it. 
people who want to be organised, people who are organisers, you have to watch it. It, I I obviously haven't seen it. I I was there, but it can look quite different um, because you know the story behind the scenes of what's going on. It can look quite different on camera. Not that it's edited to look different. It's just that there are bits that can't be in. So this lady that's coming up, her name is Maria. Um, Get your hankies out. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So does that mean that Peter does what we does the bulk of what we do in a session like the real coaching and the does he do all of it like we see that on the on the show but we were curious and our community has been curious as to whether that's all just for tv and you step in and do the rest of it or if he does all of the coaching no he he does the coaching so um he's as I, as I said before, the, the, his communication skills are outstanding. And so it's actually lovely to work with because he's very, very clear um, with what he wants. And if he feels he's not being clear, he will reframe what he's saying. You, there's never a point where you need to guess. And he's so clear in his communication with the homeowners and really gets um, right into the heart of what's going on, which is fantastic. Um, there's obviously a lot that goes on behind the scenes where suddenly it's magically, you know, out of the way. He has been um, talking them through things um, and we just, on behind the scenes, just getting on and and making sure that everything's in the right spot, ready to go um, back to the home and making sure that uh, we've got labels on everything so that we know what's what. Obviously, the communication between Peter and I, I need to be paying very careful attention because it can go very, very quickly. Mm. Um, you know, that's to stay, that's to go. Um, keep, keep, keep. Make sure you keep your eye on this particular thing. And it, it does go at tremendous speed, which, again, is where having that team feeling with the runners behind the scenes is vitally important because I can't do everything. And that that communication then will be fed um, along the um, communication Change. line. <laughs> Um, as to what's staying. So, no, he, he's definitely coaching um, people through things. Uh, and it, it's actually lovely to watch at times, to be honest. It's like professional development too. Like you're learning from someone who's been doing it probably equal amount of time as you that has different experiences. And you're like, oh, that's a good question I could ask. Or, oh, I wouldn't have picked up that nuance of the body language. Or, you know, like I love working with other organisers when you're like, oh, okay, yes, good tip, good, I'll take that. Absolutely. So, you know, he really is a professional organiser and there are times where I'm noticing something and I'll just sort of nod in his direction and it will be, yes, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it, and it's but that's professional organizers speak. You know, get a professional <laughs> organizers in a room, and we're like, "Yep, we're onto it." We don't have to say it; we're yeah. just onto it. Yep, got yeah. that. Check. We can see that happening. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Sarah, one thing I really noticed on um, the episodes is how well 
more than one professional organiser can help a family. So Kirsty and I have quite a big team um, of professional organisers and we'll often go out in twos or threes or whatever it is. And some clients are quite anxious of like, how am I going to be able to have three people barking questions at me? And we're like, no, 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 no. You'll have a key person in which this case it's Peter and they're the ones that you're communicating with. They're your coach. And what the other staff members do is as you're going, keep, go, keep, go, they're bagging it, taking it to the car, taking it to the skip, putting things back, pulling out all your shoes in a row down the hallway so you can go, keep, go, keep, go, keep, go. Um, And so I think if you as a listener or someone in our community has been thinking, oh, I want to work with a professional organiser and I want pace. Um, Yes. I love pace. If I could go in with seven professional organisers to every job, I would. I also love being bossy, so that helps. Oh, Um, how good is it? And people (laughs) listen at work. Yay. Um, So I think it's a a great thing to watch and think, oh, that's how it could work. It's not that... Sarah and Peter were asking them questions at the same time it's that everyone else is this well-oiled machine and even though you're a professional organizer and you could be doing exactly what Peter's doing your role on that particular job is a support person to make what Peter does more efficient. Absolutely and the the key again is communication so it's not just you as the person the key person leading that it's also that the the people who are supporting that process also understand clearly what their role is. And with the the runners, and and this has felt like such a luxury um, doing a series rather than doing segments, is we have the same people, the same core people coming back week after week. So basically we worked with one another around 13 weeks and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and you then start to get to know, just as you would as organisers directing a team and leading a team, you get to know what um, certain people enjoy doing and what they're really good at. Um, and, And that's so important, and they need to know how important that is, that they can be reliable and counted on to do exactly what it is that you're expecting from them, um, and you do need to make sure that, that communication is really clear. One of the things that I have noticed on the, or one of the things that we have been getting questions about in our community and um, that we always think as ourselves as professional organisers when we're watching any of these organising shows is how is, a, how is a family being supported after the show? or through the show. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like we have comments on, and I've seen comments on Space Invaders um, Facebook page of like, oh, that's all well and good, but they're just going to declutter it. They're going to clutter it up again. And I know, (laughs) we know your heart, so we know that there must be more support than what is shown on the show. Look, I think that question is coming from a point of view, particularly from organisers where, we would want to make sure that the work that we had done was effective. And so it's, it's coming from a very good place. And I think it's an important question to ask in the role of what a professional organiser does and what happens for the client that's getting organised. However, in this particular case, the homeowners know and they are selected cautiously 
the homeowners know that it is for a period of time that it is going to go very quickly. They understand what the rules are before, you know, things are started. And therefore, the, the need for support is not the same way as it is for us as organisers doing a, a, a client's home. So we know that we, as organisers, would like to go back in three months, as an example, just make sure that everything's running well. Maybe that's a maintenance, um, maybe that's you've done one room and, and the homeowner would like, the client would like you to come back and do another space. So it is a very different setup. And I understand why the question's asked, um, because I used to ask that question when I watched other shows. Um, but there is not the need for the support in the same way that I believe that there is need for support for us when we go into people's homes as organisers. However, I think there should be a show. The where, Art of Decluttering <laughs> and Sarah. <laughs> where, where we have a look, you know, what, what has worked, what has been a significant difference in their lives and also not necessarily what hasn't worked because everything is done and dusted at the time. Mm. Um, but perhaps what the homeowners might like to do differently because even as an organiser, you know, I, I can organise a wardrobe and say, you know, this is the way that it should be kept. Let's take some photographs. Um, and for me it's always about empowering and encouraging and equipping the, the homeowners that, you know, now it's like this, you can keep it like this, it will be easy to keep it like this. But, you know, a month down the track I might get a phone call like, I was just wondering if perhaps we could keep my jackets up at the other end of the wardrobe. And the answer is, of course you can. You know, you've got to live with it first and know how that's going to work for you. It, it seemed like a great idea on the day and it's absolutely not a disaster if you want to change where the jackets are kept. But that empowering and equipping on, on those terms is a very different setup to how it's done on a TV show. Mm, sure. What a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> are they given your business card so that they can call you yes they can if they would like to yes it is a very different setup me going into someone's home so it's much slower yeah and um I no longer work with a big team because I like to get to know the client I like the time that it takes for us to establish a relationship because I want the client to know that they can call on me afterwards and we can have a conversation, no matter how trivial it may feel to them, they might want to have a conversation about something afterwards. So it's it's a lot slower. I'm not going to be getting painters in. I'm not going to be getting things from, you know, a, a hardware store and coming back and installing them. We can do that as a, a big overall thing, but it's so very different from yeah. the work that I do on the TV show, yeah, Space and Invaders. Yeah, we're mine. the same. <laughs> Saturday nights at 7 Saturday nights we'll at put 7 links to the in the show notes. Don't worry, Sarah. <laughs> I've actually been like. watching it on Catch Up. Um, I find that that time and I, we're a one TV family, there's always sport on and I'm, oh, I just God. voted out. I'm so sorry. But it's just I just let the men sit in front of the TV and watch sport. But then I take my computer into my bedroom after 8.30 because then it'll be on catch up and yes. I just sit there all by myself and watch it and love it. And then Kirsten and I are like, oh, did you hit, like how did Peter handle that? <laughs> so so tell me, what what have you, what have, what have your viewing for you been? How has that experience been for you? I think for me it's it's fantastic because it is probably the show that is 
the clearest picture of our industry. Mm. It's both in practicality and in heart. So I think um, it gives Peter space to dig deep and love the clients. But I I was thinking with the episode that most recently aired, he had some really tough conversations with the lady and she was always placed in a really great light and I really liked her, whereas it, it could be easy for a show for us to think, oh, which one's the villain or who's, but it's not. It's so honouring and I think it's it gives me assurance to say that our potential clients and I'm sure yes. other professional organisers are the same is like that's a great example of what it's like. Um, we ask lots of questions and <laughs> um, when you answer, we just ask a deeper question to t- help you get to the bottom of it and it's not always comfortable and you're not always going to agree with us. And sometimes yep. when we tell you stuff has to go in the bin but you think it should be donated but we're like you can't put mould on a baby. Like there's, yes. it's it's fantastic. It's a great representation. Um, mm. Again, I just wish that everyone had a spare 30 grand to drop on hiring a hall because that would be <laughs> so much fun. But in the meantime... <laughs> keep going as normal what about you I I too like uh, my personal preference as a professional organizer is to go slow um Mm. but I have really really enjoyed watching the confrontation that client like that the homeowners have had seeing their stuff in a hall um like it's so confronting um And I have loved, I love that moment in each and every show when Peter goes, "Uh uh-huh, that's what's really going on here. Like, because that's what we do every session. Absolutely. Our clients, or maybe not, maybe every client we get to work with, we see, we get to see what the key is. Like we see what's really going on for the client. Sometimes the client doesn't always acknowledge that or doesn't Absolutely. always enjoy the acknowledgement <laughs> of yes. the yeah. underlying heart reason yeah. for what's going on. But I have loved the show from that perspective because I'm like, yes, that's what we do. Like yes. we see people, we yeah. see them mm-hmm. and we see them for we see what's really going on. Like I, we, I say this all the time, like mm. that we're like Bruce Willis and the kid in Sixth Sense. Like we <laughs> see dead people. We don't see dead people, but like in the movie they yes. see dead people yeah. and we see as professional organisers, we can very clearly see what's actually going on for clients. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that takes a, sometimes that takes digging to uncover the the actual reason why it's going Mm -hmm. on like we can see what's going on but sometimes we don't know why it's going on yes but that's the joy of our job is digging into the why 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 are you being why are you so sentimental about stuff when Mm -hmm. your kids are grown up why Mm -hmm. like you and all of those questions, like what, yeah. you know, the apartment episode was so beautiful the way that Peter got her to acknowledge that actually she's just lonely and she's filling her life with stuff because she's, and and just the whole like aspect of, I love the way that Peter honours the people and says that you're worthy and you're beautiful and you're amazing without your stuff. 
and because that's what we do and that's what I love about the show I'm like yeah this is what we do yeah (laughs) it's um I think as organizers we we're not there to diagnose we are um we are there to find out what the why is and to acknowledge that and sometimes that can be a difficult place sorry often it can be a difficult place for the client to be in but unless there's acknowledgement of what's really going on what's really really going on you can't change Mm -hmm. and you know as organizers there are times where you just have to leave it there's just we've acknowledged it we've spoken about it and we leave it because we're not there to dig and dig and dig in there we are just there to understand what's happening so that we can improve the situation and that um those moments are lovely and that that moment with jamie was lovely and with uh kashmir as well and that was there was quite a bit of you know digging if that's the right word um it's certainly the word that i think of Mm. that um you know she the the love between those two is just it's just awesome (laughs) really awesome and that that moment where the reason behind all this was uncovered uh was just a joy and it's it's Mm. so lovely that that gets captured and that's what you know having the great team there and the the camera guys and the sound guys just absolutely fantastic because we we often and I'm sure you do too Sarah we often have clients who will cry during a session because we've uncovered something or we're getting to the bottom of the why it's much harder when you're mic'd up have hot cameras on you have 30 runners running around to be able to create that environment for that deep processing and so I just think that's a real um, tribute to Peter and the team and yourself that even amongst busy busy production there's time for human Oh, absolutely. There's, there's, it, it's relational. And I guess that's also part of my role is to see when I, I talk about feeling it, I can feel it, I guess, in my spirit, there's something, something happening. And that's where you'll just, I will just quietly, <laughs> like a mother duck, get the ducklings, <laughs> put the ducklings in the corner, as you know, because the, there are times when it's, it, it can be very quiet, and just move them off and allowing that space to, to make sure that those moments are captured. That's really, really important um, because it then does tell the story. It, it's good for the homeowner, it's good for the TV show, but it's also good for the people watching who want to be more organised in their lives. Oh, you know, there's, there's somebody else having another moment because I think when you're disorganised, you know that there's something or, or cluttered, you know that there's something not quite right in your life. You know, th- things aren't as you want them to be. And plenty of people have clutter and are absolutely fine with it. That, that's absolutely their thing. But the people that feel concerned about it, they know something's not quite right. And I think that's a really good exercise to see that on television. You know, it's almost like a mirror for them. Oh, there's this moment, you know, Kashmir is um, the mother-in-law uh, sent handwritten recipes. Uh, just they're beautiful moments, beautiful, beautiful moments. And it encourages people to, to acknowledge when they can have that moment too. Yes, and we all have them. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I particularly like about this show, as different from other shows, is that 
um, that space is given to that why rather than like let's just make it pretty or let's just do the decluttering like it's really dug into the why mm. um, and there's the light bulb moment and we we're, and we're all privy to it mm-hmm. which is so incredible that the people are the homeowners are being vulnerable enough to let us be privy to that instead of it's so saying brave. no no yes. no <laughs> turn the camera it's, off it's so brave um mm. and, and it's so important that we get to that point mm. So we've had some people asking what Sheree Barber and Lucas are like. Are they as lovely as they appear? Absolutely dreadful. They're all awful. This is the clip that we're yeah. going to use to, work, to advertise. <laughs> the, um, Sheree, I, I, like seriously, is one of the hardest working people. Yeah. Um, real perfectionist, wants everything to be perfect. Um, meticulous eye for detail uh and lucas my goodness so i hadn't worked with lucas before he reminds me so much of of, i married into a huge family of boys he's just like my youngest brother-in-law so automatically i assumed and i didn't mean to but i just assumed this um relationship with somebody i've never met before (laughs) then he felt the same as you that you were his sister (laughs) So um, I think uh, Lucas and I bonded over um, love of motorbikes. I love motorbikes. And uh, he has a very, very interesting, very interesting story and his background uh, finding gold, sometimes literal gold, in, in piles of nothing. Uh, the, the one with the garage, finding those etchings mm. and, you know, who knew Lucas had that background of, you know, studying that. And he was genuinely excited. Like, oh, see, this is just fantastic. You know, they're great. And they were just in a pile in the middle of the garage. And he was genuinely uh, pleased to find those and thrilled and looking up the information for that. Um, it, it was great. They're, they're all lovely to work with. I remember something else that I absolutely love about the show is the price that Lucas puts on the donations. I was Ooh, like, we yes. need to start doing that. Like what a great idea to be saying yeah. to our clients, like giving a rough estimate of everything yeah. that we've taken out. I think that's gold. Mm. It's confronting yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, and we know as organisers sometimes the client will feel conflicted that as organisers we're going in and the client is paying for our service to assist them to remove items that they have paid for. <laughs> yes. And so that can be can be quite a conflict. So, yeah, I don't think I would ever do that for a client. I feel like the conflict would be way too hard and would possibly bring up more objections than it would solve. I think, okay, so people who need to be organised don't listen to this bit, but I think... <laughs> Once the stuff is actually gone and donated, yes. you know, that could be. Yes. No, that's what I mean. I mm. mean, like, after the fact. Because yes, they've already right. made the decision. They've yeah. already made the decision to donate it. So it's not about pulling it mm. back into mm. the home. It's like, I, did you know that the salvos today, because of you, yes. they have the opportunity to make $10,000? And they will reinvest that back into services that they provide for families that yeah. need help. And one of the things that I actually really enjoy about 
being an organiser, is going into clients' homes and changing that mindset from loss to actually being a good steward of the stuff that you have and allowing that to go and assist someone else. So rather than feeling that loss, it's actually an incredibly generous thing. And that once you get that in your mind, and, and for me, that was actually a turning point for me, letting go of, of items, knowing that somebody else would find that useful and all it was doing in my home years ago was just sitting there, that's enormous benefit. And it then becomes easier and easier to become more and more generous. And that's huge. This last week um, in the show was the one with the husband and wife and the daughter, the 11-year-old, incredible 11-year-old who initiated the show. Um, And I saw on her, on the mother's face, like, and and it was discussed in the show, her... um, her fear of letting go that it wasn't going to the right home um, and it wasn't being used in the way that it could have been. Mm. Um, So can you just tell us quickly like how it is and like the heart behind that around the television production's values around letting go of things, like not just donations but the the rubbish? Uh, So the rubbish actually goes out there's a a company that takes the rubbish away and things will be recycled as much as possible so waste is reduced um even small things and as as an organizer i can certainly feel quite militant about waste Um, so small things like bring your own water bottle to set is a much better thing as far as waste goes than you know supplying water in plastic bottles so that's you know those sorts of things is is that's important to production um making sure that uh the salvation army who actually come and collect the items are amazing so those those guys sometimes will have to hang around for you know quite a while making sure that we we've finished and and everything to be collected they they're so lovely to deal with and they're always ready for a chat and they love the fact that they come and they get an enormous donation um, and that that will go and help families so that I have to say is an all-around good feeling. Sarah you're incredible we are cheering you on in all your (laughs) ventures. I can feel it. (laughs) We just adore you. Um, Thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing with us. Thank you for the work that you do to make professional organising in Australia grow and become top of mind and empowering and equipping and encouraging. Were they the three words you used? They were. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read a review that um, someone has left for us. It's from BJ from Victoria via Apple Podcasts and it's a five-star review titled, I thought this was appropriate, Sarah, ADHD episode gold. (laughs) So BJ writes, I highly recommend this podcast if there's someone in your life with ADHD. Incredibly informative around ADHD in children and in adults. There's so much gold in here. Two of our boys have ADHD, the inattentive type, and we've had to adjust our expectations and parenting style around it. Knowledge is power. As parents, Mm. we've got their backs and podcasts, podcasts like this are an essential tool for helping us to do that. I love the thinking about seeing ADHD more of as an attention irregulation as opposed to a disorder. Thank you, Amy and Kirsty, for having Joanna on that episode. (gasps) So good. So one of my favorite episodes. It was so good, Sarah. I know you you would just love it. This week, we would love you to leave us a review if you have watched 
Space Invaders. That's your call out. If you've watched the show on Channel 9, we want you to jump into your podcast app or on our Facebook page. Leave us a review because that helps other people to find us. And that's a little bit of a way that you can help us to grow our podcast. And we will put links in the show notes, not only to Nine Now, um, the catch-up service, but also um, YouTube. Um, people in our community group have found it um, overseas on YouTube. So we'll put the link there as well. Have an amazing week, Sarah. Thank you again. We Thanks, will Sarah. see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.